Creativity alone just won't cut it. The C Word is a podcast about when creative meets business. You're in a place for designers who want a creative business in which they're valued. Great client relationships, work to be proud of, and the moolah to show for it. All with your sanity and creative mojo intact. Join me, Beck Hughes, your creative business cheer squad, for weekly chats to inspire and spur you into action. Let's challenge the BS, the shoulds, the fads and the FOMO and find what works for you. So how many design concepts should you present? I think this comes up a lot for designers. What's best practice? What's everyone else doing? What's the right thing for my business? Now, after being guru-splained to on threads on this very topic, I have been wanting to reflect on it for a while on the podcast. So I've let it fester to see if I can muster a strong opinion either way on what I think the right approach is, what the perfect number is. And there are some strong opinions out there at the moment that advocate for the one concept approach. This feels like it has become a topic of conversation. I refer to my previous guru splaining experience. And on the flip side, I also know there are plenty of designers and agencies presenting five, six plus concepts, and I've worked at them. So there's a whole gamut, if you like, of what different agencies, what different individuals want to do. And the truth is, I'm not sure there's a hard and fast right answer on this one. In this episode, I'm going to share my view and talk a bit about the pros and the cons of three different approaches. And guess what? Contrary to popular online coach form, I'll let you choose what works for you. Because there are some things I do believe work. Presenting in person, I talk about a lot. Setting boundaries, having a consultant mindset, having a repeatable process that allows you to overlap projects. But there are other things and areas where there's a sliding scale. And the only thing you should do is use trial and error to land on what works for you. And this is one of those occasions, actually, I think. So today I'm going to share my thoughts on the one concept approach, the multi-concept approach, and on my own diamond approach to concept. So pin back your ears and If you don't message me on Insta with your preferred approach after listening to this episode, I won't be angry. I'll just be disappointed. So how many concepts? I think this question is bigger than a number. The answer that you come up with impacts lots of fundamentals in your business, which I will talk about when I step through each of the pros and cons. Ultimately, You need to think about some key things, which are about you. It's about what works for your clients, what suits your process, what feels good for you too, and what supports your business and your profit goals. That is the context of what is the right answer for you. So let's talk about the multi-option approach first presenting your client with multiple concepts. So this is presenting three plus concepts. So essentially lots to choose from. The pros of this, it's creative fun and you don't have to limit yourself or commit to one concept, which can feel quite uncomfortable sometimes to kind of whittle it down to one and go in with that. You can feel a little bit exposed by that. So 
it feeds your creative juices, essentially. Presenting lots of work is maybe evidence of industry. So the client feels they're getting value for money. They see that you've done lots of work and they feel good about that. You're evidencing that you've essentially worked hard for your money, if that's a pro. (laughs) In theory, it means fewer revisions or reworks because the client gets lots of choice, but reserve judgment on that until we get to the cons. An abundance of options gives the client some sense of involvement and influence over the decision making and the direction the project takes, which can be quite a positive thing. And it reduces the risk of complete reworks when the client doesn't see anything that works because they see so much. So in theory, there's going to be something that works for them. The really fundamental start from scratch reworks shouldn't really happen if the process and the relationship are robust. So they're kind of the upsides, if you like, of multiple concepts. Then the cons. And there are a few, I think. So the client will more often than not be a bit overwhelmed and find it quite difficult to decide when they see so many options. Too much choice is invariably a bad thing in most instances, not just when it comes to concept presentations. As an aside, I also think it goes hand in hand with positioning. So think about restaurants, fine dining, Michelin star restaurants will often offer a very small, limited choice on the menu. And sometimes they even take choice away altogether and they offer you degustation menus. Whereas something a bit more budget, a more budget cafe, for example, will have a more extensive menu. But funnily enough, the opposite applies to wine. So there is a perception sometimes of premiumness in how much you offer, which is perhaps the opposite to what you might think. Sometimes offering less is actually more premium, if you think of the the restaurant example. When there are lots of options, feedback will become complicated and convoluted. It's bound to happen. And there's a good chance that it will take a lot of time to resolve and understand what your client's asking for. And all the commentary that they put around all the options that you you shared with them and the bits and pieces that they want to combine and test. So it can get very convoluted. And the follow-on from that is that your client may even start to try and combine elements from different concepts. You end up with this sort of sticking everything together mash-up kind of affair that isn't necessarily a situation of the sum is greater than the value of its parts. Sometimes clients do tend to get into this idea that if I pick all the best bits, put all those together, it'll be an even better concept. But we all know that's not the case. If you're presenting lots of concepts, then you're either over-investing and overworking everything, or you're presenting lots of half-resolved ideas. And neither of those seems ideal to me when it comes to leading your client creatively and giving them the best outcome and helping them to make an efficient decision. And what happens with lots of concepts is it turns into a bit of a beauty parade. It becomes very subjective and it's really closely linked to the strategy. Very often the strategy gets forgotten because everybody gets absorbed in all these different creative options that are in front of them. And so many options would imply that the strategy isn't being honoured because there can't be that many ways into it. There's an issue of positioning for you as the expert. 
So it might imply that you're not being decisive, that you don't know what the right solution is for your client, which isn't great either. And if you're in that camp of you're presenting lots of options, but they're sort of half done, they're unresolved, they're really just ideas, then it becomes even harder for your client to decide and visualize the longevity and where that concept would go. So they're not seeing all the ways that that concept's going to come to life. You're just sort of floating an idea past them. Obviously, lots of concepts is going to eat into your profit massively, one way or another. It's either going to be you overworking and presenting lots and lots of ideas, or it's going to be your client burning lots of time, making rounds of refinements and trying to mash things up. It's going to be lots of admin time for you trying to understand and pick apart some quite convoluted feedback. And all of that is going to eat into your profit because it's eating into your time. And whilst it might be creative fun to an extent, I think it can also be creatively draining when you're doing lots and lots of concepts and you're having to present lots of concepts. Sitting through a concept presentation of five, six ideas, that's a lot to get through. That's a lot to take on board. And maybe it could suggest that you don't believe in your work or that your solution is value for money. So I think lots of concepts, whilst it might seem like evidence of industry, you're giving your client lots of exciting ideas, reflecting on it, sometimes it can impact your value perception and your positioning. Exploration is great, but my feeling is that it's better to do 80% of the filtering process before the client sees the work, not with the client. The 80-20 rule applies here. So by zeroing in on 20% of your great ideas, you'll get a far better result and you'll be far more efficient than if you try and bring all of your ideas to life. So there are pros and there are cons to the multi-concept approach. Talking that through, I feel like the pros potentially are outweighed by the cons. But that's not to say it doesn't work for you. It's just about considering the two. And I think the biggest impact would be on profitability and would be on your positioning and perception as the expert. Then we move on to the much drooled over one concept approach. Now I did intend to keep this podcast objective but I will say I can't help feeling like this is a bit of a trend you know hashtag one concept. It's something quite definitive, alternative even, it's a bit ballsy So it gets an impressed nod and a wink from the onlookers. I think people quite like to feel like they're that confident in themselves. They've got that much self-belief that this is what they do, as do creative coaches who are the advocates for it. I will also say at this point that whilst this doesn't make it a right or wrong approach, I've worked in lots of brand and design agencies in my 25 years in the industry and not one single one of them adopted this approach from the big international agencies down to the little boutique agencies. So I do want to ponder on why that might be, because the agencies aren't doing it. So the one concept approach, let's talk about the pros first. Like I said, you look like a badass, confident designer when you just rock in with one concept. In theory, you're more efficient because you're exploring fewer directions 
but you would need to be absolutely sure that the one you do present is off the chart, resolved and well-rounded. It does alleviate client indecision because there are no decisions to be made (laughs) to some extent. It's just a I like it or I don't like it based decision. And again, in theory, it speeds up the process because concept and design development have essentially happened in one step. Because if you really focused your energy in on one concept, then I would want to hope that it's pretty resolved by that point. But what are the cons? What are the cons of this very trendy approach? In my opinion, there is always the chance, the risk, that the client just won't connect with the concept. So the potential for reworks may be higher. And I don't care who you are, what kind of quality of designer you are, there will be times when the client doesn't get it or it just doesn't land. It happens. When you present one concept, it does potentially remove any sense of influence for the client. So there's no feeling of ownership, which potentially increases the chance of death by tweaking in inverted commas. I'm doing air quotes right now. As the client tries to make their mark on it, they want to go, well, I want to feel like this is mine. I want to feel like I've contributed to the process. So I'm just going to make a few tweaks. Oh, did you think about that? Or have you looked at this? So there's going to be maybe some overthinking and tweaking to a concept that maybe was perfect, but the client didn't get the opportunity to make a decision or feel like they were influencing the process. There's nothing to say no to. So the client might be left wondering what opportunities weren't explored. More than one concept can give them a sense of comfort in rejecting something just as much as in choosing something. I feel like there might be some psychology in that. With one concept, you do put all your eggs in one basket. You've got to be comfortable with that. So you need to invest time in developing a highly resolved concept to sell it in is my opinion you really need to get that one concept over the line otherwise it's back to the drawing board and no one wants to be there and I think no one wants to be there not because of the time but because of where that leaves the relationship with the client their perception of you oh they didn't get it right they've had to go right back to the drawing board but also where it leaves you mentally with the project is their frustration that you've got to go back to the start And a big one for me is that creativity is a collaborative and iterative process. That's what gets an even better result very often. And one concept doesn't leave much room for that without significant reworks or death by tweaking. So you've removed that ability for a client to iterate with you and collaborate with you. So neither approach is perfect. It's just a choice. Which pros and cons are the most tolerable to you? And maybe you don't agree with all these pros and cons either. Maybe you haven't experienced these cons in your way of doing things. And that's fine too. This is a caring, sharing podcast that embraces that everybody's experience and opinion is different. But I did mention I was going to talk about three approaches, didn't I? And the third one is my diamond approach. So if you picture a diamond shape, there's one point at the top, which then spreads out into two points left and right to create a triangle. 
bear with me, this is not a geometry lesson, there is a point to this. <laughs> and then it comes back to one point at the bottom. That creates your diamond. That's the very simplistic way that I approach brand and concept creation. So there's one strategy at the top of the diamond, one point. I don't give my clients brand strategy options. There's one strategic direction. We decide on that for the brand together and that will answer the strategic challenge, the problem, the goal for the client. There's one. So for me, in terms of pros and cons, this addresses the badassness as a consultant and creative leader. I feel like I'm being that decisive, authoritative expert. It keeps things efficient, focused, streamlined, which in turn cues efficiencies and profit. And it removes that indecision and Frankenstein creating that might come from multiple options. So we've removed some of the issues that come with multiple concepts by having a one strategy approach. Because then that's what everything leads back to. And then this, for me, in the way I do it, this branches out into two possible solutions for the design strategy. So two ways, visual ways, of addressing the strategy, the brand strategy. And that considers the visual principles, colour, font, style elements, image, texture, all of those things that will inform a brand. And they're not a million miles apart, these two. They're not on opposite ends of the design continuum to just try and see what the client's going to love. They're cousins, maybe, you could say. There's a family connection, which is a connection back to the brand strategy. So it's two ways in to one strategic solution. But like I said, they're not a million miles apart. They are related. Because there's one strategy, but there's never really one single design approach to answer that strategy, in my opinion. So some people would call this a mood board, but I think it's much more than that. And for me, it defines and it rationalizes particular design decisions in the context of the brand strategy. So we're making creative decisions before we actually start wrapping that up into a design execution. And this is where the client gets to choose. So they get to choose which design strategy resonates most with them. So it fulfills that sense of involvement, the empowerment of having made a choice for the client. It's efficient because you don't resolve a full concept, just the principles. It gives you creative freedom, fun, fulfillment to explore and pursue two possible design strategy, creative solutions, directions. It creates a strategic and an objective, and that's a key word, thread back to the brand strategy. So it removes all of that subjectivity from the process. And by removing subjectivity, very often you then remove indecision, revisions, reworks, because everything comes back to the strategy. And it gets the client thinking and engaging and committing visually before the rubber hits the road and you actually create the solution. And this step, this kind of part of the diamond comes with a caveat. 
For the client, you pick one or the other. There's no combining or mashing things together in the misguided thinking that when you put all the good bits together, it will create something even better. And because they're coming from the same strategic place, they're not that different anyway. But the client has to choose. It's one or the other. And this is about leadership of your client. You're giving them choice, but you're removing the opportunity to fiddle, (laughs) to tinker. And then it's time to complete the diamond with one or two concepts that respond to the design strategy. You've got one design strategy, so those concepts are going to be tight. And I say one or two because there might be font options, maybe different emphasis on the color palette, but these are siblings. They pull out different traits and have different emphasis and strengths, but they're coming from the same parents, which is the agreed brand and design strategy, but they're just nuanced. So we're not presenting two vastly different concepts. We're presenting one or two ways to resolve the design strategy. But they sit at that single point at the bottom of the diamond because there's not much in it. They really clearly ladder back to that one design strategy that was picked. So they're closely aligned. The client gets choice, but without needing or even being able to mix and match because they are so closely aligned. In doing this, it gives the client the illusion of choice. And I mean that in a nice way, wink, wink. (laughs) We're not trying to pull the wool over our client's eyes, are we, really? It's efficient and it speeds up the design process because there are threads and similarities across those two directions if you do create two. And there can be one. If that really is the best resolution, because the client already had the sense of choice when they made the decision about the design strategy. If it comes down to one design execution at this point, I think you've taken the client on enough of a journey to ensure that one concept is going to stand up. So for me, my diamond approach is kind of the perfect Frankenstein solution. So it ticks most, if not all, of the pros and it mitigates a lot of the cons. So be a diamond. Oh, actually, you already are a diamond. But if you're not feeling that your concept count is working for you and the one concept approach maybe seems a bit too extreme, but the multi approach is doing more harm than good. You know, indecisive clients, concept mashups, overinvestment of time, undermining your creative authority and your positioning, then maybe give my diamond approach a go. So here endeth today's lesson. It wasn't a lesson really, was it? What I hope is that it was just me sharing what I think, what I've learned and how that's led me to do things the way that I do them. And maybe it'll inspire you or maybe you have your own way already and it's like pizza perfection. It's over to you. You do it your way. I just wanted to have this discussion. When I hear lots of conversation about what's the right way, I just wanted to test my own thinking on it and develop my point of view on what works, what might be the pros and what might be the cons, so you can make that informed decision. And like I said at the start, if you don't message and let me know what you do, what's your usual design concept count and why, I won't be angry, my love. I'll just be so bitterly disappointed that I didn't hear from you. So have an amazing day, my love, and enjoy the rest of your week. 
As always, I cannot wait to chat to you again very, very soon on the C Word Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word Podcast. If you'd like to know more about me and how we can work together, head on over to my website at beckhughes.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at beckhughesbranding. And if you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Penguin Music on Pixabay.